What's up guys, Jose de la Roca here, and I'm happy to announce that I have partnered up with Live Bearded to share with you all the amazing products that make my beard feel and look this good. So go check them out online at livebearded.com and use my promo code de la Roca to get 10% off your order. Go check those guys out because they're amazing bearded guys just like I am, and they only have one mission, for the beer men to look, feel, and be their best. So go check them out online at livebearded.com and use my promo code de la Roca to get 10% off your order. That is de la Roca, D-E-L-A-R-O-C-A. Dad without a dad production. Hey everybody, and welcome to dad without a dad podcast how to be a dad without a dad brand new setup here in the audio monkey studios if you guys follow me on instagram which is at mr jose de la roca at mr jose de la roca you guys will see that i bought a brand new painting that andy hasn't seen because he doesn't have instagram he's one of those that's all about facebook all about he like clicks like where he's at and he gets yep. tagged they tag uh, everyone in <laughs> all the time even and, in places where they're not at just just to be funny i cut the music again so bad i just did another podcast and then i was listening to it back and i'm like damn it jose you cut the music so quick bad producing <laughs> You're way too hard on yourself, man. Way too hard. I don't have an Instagram account because I have. I got tw- the Twitters and the Facebook. I I don't need anything else, right? I mean, that's that's me sorted, right? You're the Twitter guy, huh? Yeah, uh, kind of, kind of. Is that because you're you're in in the I guess like journalist industry? Um, I feel like yeah, people I, who are like I, journalists, like yeah, type. I mean, you're in the gaming industry, but you're kind of in the journalist industry of gaming. Yeah. So I feel like everybody that is a journalist is more into Twitter than Instagram. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, th- I think there's a there's a generalization there that's probably true, I think. Um, the main thing for me is like my uh, social network awareness kind of stopped once I hit the age of 24. And that was when Facebook and Twitter were a thing. So when people are like, oh, you should get on TikTok, I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I have no idea. And then I kind of like, like a typical person that's old, because uh, I'm 35 this year. Uh, I'm like, I that thing scares me. I'm going to act aggressively towards it for no, no reason whatsoever. I'm sure Instagram is great and has lots of things going for it. But for me, it's just, that's another app that I got to have on my phone, I presume. I don't want that. That's too much effort, man. Too much effort. Wait, so you're saying like you start your social business, you finished your social um, media thing like when awareness. you were 24? Yeah, which think... was what? That's like 2005? Yeah, that's probably that's probably about right. I don't yeah. think I had social media awareness until like three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> that was when I was uh, 19. Maybe it's like it might even be 2012. I have no idea. Like we're living in the weird year 2020, man. Like, what's the point of even keeping track anymore, right? Like we're living in the future. Uh, yeah, yeah, 2020. It's gonna be a good year. You have a lot of birthdays coming up. 
<laughs> I do. I do. My son's second birthday is coming up. Yes, it is second. Lot. By the way. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Don't worry. My wife doesn't listen, so it's, it's okay. not a problem. I won't get in trouble. Uh, she might decide to listen to this one. Who knows? Um, yep. Second birthday preparations are afoot. I'm looking at a toot toot driver's set as I am talking to you right now. Uh, lots of other things are afoot as well. Um, literally, it's around. I think when this goes live, it'll be about a week away. Um, yeah. Ordered a cake. Invited family around, took a day off work. It's going to be good. Looking forward to it. He, the thing is, like, the difference of, of a child's development from one to two is absolutely bloody staggering. Uh, and it's just every day is just slightly different, uh, but in like a more intellectually stimulating way. Whereas when they were one, they were just like, eh, this is great. I've got like sparkly paper. Um, you can really communicate to them to open up the present, just play with the sparkly paper. Whereas now they're like, cool what's in the present i can't wait to open the present present's gonna be great uh and then like oh yeah music awesome you know very clip sentences but it's quite good yeah <laughs> now so is your wife since she's not listening let's talk shit about that just kidding <laughs> <laughs> so what's the griffith um party planning situation are you guys having a party do you guys have a theme is no, like uh no. like the woman's side of your your house taking over and making over plants and stuff like that so we're we're pretty laissez-faire about that stuff so there's no like inviting his friends from nursery he doesn't really i think he has friends at nursery but at the age of two like he doesn't really like he's got people that occupy the same room and he can interact with and use them as an extension of a toy. But other than that, like I don't think the relationships there. So it's basically just a time where we invite family round uh, and then they come round, marvel at the baby a bit and what toy they've given him. Uh, and then I think the most organized thing we've done is we're getting a cake for him. That's the same cake that he got last year, uh, which would be cool. Yeah, that's it. That's the most organized thing. So but you guys like, haven't even changed the the cake? No, the the cake's good. The cake's good. Got to keep it the same. We can keep. Oh, it I forgot. Like... You're a cake guy. I hate cakes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cake's amazing, dude. Cake all the way. Um, cake so all yeah, the that's, way. That's pretty much it. But it's gonna be ace because, like, you know, it's gonna be all the family members coming around, which is good. Extended family as well. Um, yeah, it should be really, really nice. Uh, I think the thing is, is that he's still too young for like the proper birthday party politics to creep in, right? Where, you know, you invite friends and uh, their friends and like their friends, mum and dad, and you have to like make nice with them uh, and, you know, rent out a local community hall or something <laughs> and invite like an entertainer who's rubbish but it's fine and like a dj and all that stuff like when it's i don't know i don't even know if me and my wife are ever going to be like that about birthdays i i don't think we will i think we'll probably more just do things in a toned down kind of way that's kind of the hope anyway but who knows everything changes all the time right as long as you're focused on your kids and are not like <laughs> yeah. many many people well i don't want to say i know because many people that have gone to their parties were like you go to quote unquote a kids party and you realize five minutes into the party that yeah this party is not for him 
I mean, like, what kind of music is this? What yeah. kind of food is this? Yeah, the kid is all the way in the corner by himself. Yeah, this is not a kid's party. Yeah, but exactly. as long as you focus on him, all for it. And He's by the, the most way, important thing by far. If somebody a nursery invites you to their kid's party, they're just looking for gifts. It's not like they're <laughs> best friends and you guys know each other and like our Instagram friends and shit like that. No, they're just looking for people to bring gifts. That's that's it is it is what it is, you know? Every time yeah. my son gets a, a a invitation from school, I'm like, yeah, they just want a gift. Really? <laughs> what else will you do that for? Yeah. I mean it is I'm I'm I don't know, man. There's something about that because that's still a few years off for me at least. There is something quite weird about my kid forming relationships and by like association I would have to form some kind of relationship with the parent or parents. I don't know. That's gonna be really weird. I don't know how I'm even gonna get past that. I mean I'll try. I mean I'm a nice person, right? Like I'm not aggressive uh, or mean or anything but I just so that's a lot <laughs> and what if I don't like the mum and dad what if they're horrible people and they're yeah I don't know who knows who knows what if you're way, like in our situation what if your son likes the kid but the kid you could tell that he is not um <sighs> like you could tell that he is not a hundred percent uh I guess normal, not in a bad way, but you could tell that he probably doesn't understand most of the things that kids understand and should yeah. be doing at that age. Or the mom just really doesn't care about the kid. And the kid hits your kid and there's an issue there. But you know that the kid who hit your kid doesn't understand that hitting is not a good thing because he doesn't his perception is one of those that I hit you, this play is nothing wrong with that because he yeah. either he doesn't comprehend that it's a bad thing or the parents hadn't taught him to the point that you had to tell your kid, hey, don't play with him anymore and it happened again and then you go to the parent and be like, yeah, we're friends, but if that happens again, we're not friends anymore. I'm putting a stop to this. So, But I feel bad for the little kid because... Uh, this person, like, the kid, I guess he had trouble with speaking at the same time that you're supposed to speak. So you could tell that, you know, there's something there that he doesn't mm -hmm. grasp reality. So for him, hitting somebody is just like a normal thing, like uh, saying hello. Yeah. But uh, the parents doesn't put time and effort to try to convey that to the kid. And like I always say it. Guess what? It's not the kid's fault. If the kid hits my son and they're playing and he just goes by like whatever happened, it is not the kid's responsibility to understand that hitting is not good. It's the parents to put a stop on that or work on, you know, molding the kid in a different way. But it doesn't seem to happen. So you had to interfere because it's happening to your kid. I don't know if I'm yeah. getting too into a story here, but. <laughs> that had happened. It, that that I mean, it did take a little bit of a hard right turn then, but I I, I think yeah! that's totally okay. Like happy birthday! <laughs> <laughs> Somebody said to my kid, motherfucker. 
<laughs> I mean, I don't. It's a really tricky one, right? Like, I don't. I. I. The thing is, because my son's so young, I'm deliberately switching myself off from those legitimate problems that will absolutely happen as he gets older. Because I just I find it too hard to compute it. Um, and it causes me anxiety, right? Like that whole episode must have caused you a, a little bit of anxiety or like some mental gymnastics of you thinking about the different things in play and the different motivations between everyone. Well, no, like we know the kid for uh, a while and because we know who he is and how he is and we understand that probably he doesn't understand that somebody telling him not to hit people, he just thinks it's a normal activity. Mm. So when it comes to that, you cannot rely on the kid, right? You have to go and express your opinion to the parent. And uh, when somebody tells the parent and then nothing happens, then when I see the parent, then I put my foot down and be like, this happens again? We're no, more, no longer friends. Yeah. And, you know, it's not like we gave you a warning. It's been a couple of years. So there you go. So if it happens yeah. again, that's one of the reasons he switched classes, by the way. <laughs> so It's crazy. Well, it's and crazy. it's nothing, nothing against the poor child, right? Yeah, and, yeah. and once again, if the kids, if you should know your kid very well, if your kid has special needs or they need to be reinforced on things, then you should work on that. You know, parenting is not easy, everybody, especially Stop. when when you need to plan a two-year-old party. <laughs> <laughs> that's the easy bit that's the easiest bit the uh did you bit. now that uh i'm bringing it back <laughs> yeah <laughs> did you uh send the word out to people like hey we need clothes and stuff do you do that uh people just ask generally i think i mean it's it's one it's the curse of being a january baby right where christmas has happened so he's got loads of stuff um and i kind of we're okay for stuff like we don't need clothes we don't need toys we're, we're all good so i kind of just let people get whatever the hell they think is cool because you get some really interesting presents that way um and like if they it's a good test of of where we're at with the relationship right like between you know mothers fathers grandparents my sisters if they know all the stuff that he's got <laughs> it's like oh yeah no so someone else bought him that for christmas Oh, that's a bad thing. Sorry. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> that sounded like you were really throwing it out. hasn't happened yet. So that sounded like you were throwing it out there to somebody to pay attention. But <laughs> no, it's more for me, to be honest, because I don't pay a lot of attention. I absolutely and 100 percent sure that people have asked my wife what my son would want and probably has made a response. Whereas all I see is obviously the magic of, oh, my God. He's been talking about getting a ukulele for ages. It's amazing that you knew that and you got it for him. It's amazing. It's magic. That's what I see. Um, but yeah, no, people do ask, which is cool. Uh, and I'm totally okay with people asking. Um, at the same time, people, you know, like he's t he's a two-year-old that's learning about the world. You know, there's, there's the, the world's your oyster, really, uh, about what you could get him that would be interesting. You have a big baby, by the way. So you should be asking for clothes all the time because it seems like your son probably wears one piece of clothing for like a month and he's like done. He is growing loads. Um, he's so he must be going through a growth spurt at the moment because literally he's had us up at two o'clock in the morning 
for about four days in a row before yesterday. Yesterday he slept through, thank God, because me and my wife were really struggling. Um, where he's woken up and just gone, biscuit. Really? Or, yeah, totally. That's such an like English gone. little baby yeah. team. Biscuit. biscuit and tea, please. <laughs> it is two in the morning. Does he have like a little bell? Ding, 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 ding. The, doesn't. The, my God, if he had a bell, he'd ring it all the time. Um, the king yeah, has woken. Biscuit and tea, like, please. <laughs> <laughs> we're having to like fit in an extra an extra food like meal before he goes to bed in order to get him through and we think that works um at least that's what we did yesterday and it worked but like man christmas completely screws around with kids routines man like it's just absolutely bonkers um i think for a two-year-old it's just it must be mental because like suddenly you go from like okay i'm going to nursery like three days a week and then i go home and then i go out and i still see these two people around all the time and then suddenly during christmas it's like oh, i still see those two people but nursery's gone now i don't go there anymore and then oh yeah i go see these people and then who the fuck are those guys and then it, that just me oh and i can go to bed at like nine that's weird yeah whatever that's fine and uh, what do you mean i can eat chocolate all the time okay that's cool and uh oh turkey yeah i can eat loads of that and like christmas was a revelation for my son this year because he could do a lot and i think he could like he could take it all in and i think that that broke the schedule for him a little bit but he's come back from that now so everything's going back to normality but it is mental it's absolutely mental okay so on baby english terms what's a biscuit <laughs> <laughs> a biscuit is kind of a cookie really to be honest it's kind of it's what you guys would call a cookie but it can be many different sorts so like He'll ask for anything at two o'clock in the morning if he suddenly wakes up. And like when he wakes up, he's literally like, bam, I'm ready. Like, uh, I'm ready to play for hours upon hours. Um, and we think that was because he was hungry. Uh, so, yeah. Um, but who knows? He could wake up like, what, we're recording this at 9.35 at the moment. He could wake up in like four hours time. I've given him extra food and it could be exactly the same. Like, you can only change things at a time when it comes to sleep and patterns. You can literally only change one thing at a time and then hope that fixes it. And then if it doesn't, t try it again because that might have fixed it. And then if that doesn't work, then you're like, okay, it's something else. Well, that have sucks. you tried putting uh, in a little plate a couple of biscuits like next to his, like on the corner of his crib? So when he wakes up, he's like, eh, biscuits. He, just he eats himself. them and then he goes back to sleep. <laughs> have you tried that? I mean, I would do it. I haven't tried it. I haven't tried it. I mean, we're we're we're, we're still trying to figure this thing out. Um, I think I I was going to bring this up actually earlier because uh, I got I got quite emotional today uh, because I made food for him uh, and we do this really regularly now, um, like where we make curries for him or whatever, uh, and it's such a nice thing as a parent to make food for your son or daughter like almost from scratch pretty much uh and they eat it and it's something new like i was just really really proud of that um yeah and that happened to me earlier today so i actually quite like the idea of fitting in an additional like food thing before bedtime because it's it's cool uh, and it's there's there's no risk there right well you gotta tell us what you made for him uh it was a chicken korma but i used corn chicken for the korma um so bit of rice wholemeal rice uh just a chicken korma sauce thing uh with some bean sprouts and some red onion just fried like super quick took me like 10 minutes to make um and the chicken korma was 
I think it was it, the source was bought, but it's fine. I'm not I'm not going to make sauce from scratch. That's crazy. Um, and it was ace. Like we ate together. Uh, it was awesome. Um, yeah. Check you out, Chef Andy in the house. Oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you that I want to make a segment now. There's two segments that we're going to try. One right. is Chef Andy, little meals for little people when your son doesn't want a biscuit. Okay. <laughs> And the other segment, I want you to, uh, since you're into Mexican food, I want you okay. to like give you all this Mexican uh, food ingredients. You, you just read them. It's going to be fucking hilarious. <laughs> when you say chimichangas. Or like jalapeno or tortillas or something like that. It's going to be like, I'm going next episode, I'm going to give you like a list of ingredients, Mexican ingredients, specifically Mexican ingredients for you to read them. <laughs> I don't want to commit any like cultural crimes on this show, though. So like, yeah, I, I, I will pronounce them as an Englishman would. Yeah, uh, that's the whole purpose. Yeah, yeah. And then Chef Andy is going to give us a recipe. For chicken, yeah. what? Parma? No, no, Parma. Pff, no, uh, chicken korma. Chicken korma. Yeah, I never heard that in my life. That's why I was. <laughs> I can share it with you guys. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll see if I can dig it out. Um, that's also good. Check you out making food for your kid. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Hold on. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, we have gone to the point where like we still stuck into snacks because mm. he goes to i guess nursery daycare uh for the longest um till this year but uh i'm glad that he likes to eat a lot of fruits so we try yep. to incorporate fruits everywhere but since he comes home now i feel that he has gone to the point that he's just done with rice and chicken because mm. that's like the thing that he used to eat all the time so now we're trying to incorporate new foods for him to eat like we gave him pozole a couple weeks ago do you know what pozole is no no you don't What's know that what? that sounds awesome it's like it's like a mexican stew i guess you see okay. because i'm not mexican i really don't know the english terms as in yeah. english the language not english you guys um uh <laughs> so i don't want to screw it up but i guess it's like a, a stew with like big corns And uh, you can make it out of pork, chicken, or, or beef. And um, it's kind of, it's not like chicken soup. That is kind of mm. just the chicken broth, right? This one has okay. like spices and stuff like that. And he ate it, but he was kind of like, eh, you know. So now we has, it has come to the point that dinner is kind of another snack where he eats what he's supposed to eat. Yeah. And then we clean up, shower time, read. And then he eats another snack, like an apple or an orange. So now it has come to the point where, like, just eat this and you can have something later. <laughs> just, just, just eat the chicken. And he's like, all right. The good thing about my son and um, is that he understands that he needs to try stuff. Mm. Uh, one of the big things that uh, I saw with my nephews and i don't want to say which one because i don't want to put them in the spot is that they they were the the adults for example one of them 
was I still make fun of him. He was raised on lazy food. So like, uh, do you guys have Chef Boyardee over there? The one that comes in a can? Uh, I don't think so we do, but I, I think we we have we probably have something similar though, right? So it's like uh, uh I forgot um they're like uh what's the square pasta that has cheese inside? Uh, tortellini. Okay, so let's call it that. Well, they come yeah. in a can, and basically all you do is open the can, put it in either a plate, and microwave it, and that's a meal, right? So yeah. he was raised on that because let's just say the mom didn't cook much. Let's just yeah. leave it at that. You guys can make your own assessment, which you probably understand why. And he was raised in McDonald's. My brother was the guy who came into a nice restaurant with a bag of McDonald's. So because he was not fully, it was not raised by two parents at the same time. One of the parents had more of a say on his upbringings. So instead of trying to teach him that he needs to try things, he needs to understand that he needs to eat different things, he just ate Chef Boyardee and McDonald's. So if we went to any other restaurant, he would not eat anything. He would make mm. up a fit. He would literally starve. He would like... So it came to the point where one of the parents had to like just give up and become like... Let's go have pizza and let's go get McDonald's first so he could eat, you know. So, yeah. you know, one of the things that I learned is that you need to, whether the kid likes it, you're the parent and he's going to eat it, you know. And luckily, we never had troubles with my son that he would try stuff like, you know, if there's broccoli with something, I'll be like, all right, just try it. We give you the option for you to try it. And if you don't like it, then we're not going to give it to you. We're not forcing you to eat anything. Just try it. And I want to say that it always, it's like from all the things that he has tried, probably 85% has come back with a no. But mm. at least there's a couple things that he will be like, all right, I'll eat it. I mean, not every day, but fuck it, I'll eat it. Like carrots yeah. and like, what else is the things that he eats? I think carrots and uh he would eat a shake with like spinach and broccoli uh Whoa. so um he would drink it so not eat it drink it and uh so he understands that he eat, he drinks it there's a lot of um strawberry yogurt in it uh, yeah. greek yogurt but there's the spinach and the broccoli so he doesn't know that uh <laughs> so he would drink that so he's very like okay with us giving him food and we try to minimize the intake of of sugar because if you think about it sugar comes in different ways right sugar is not yeah. only like like candy sugar comes in like if you if you look at the can sometimes the can has fucking sugar stuff like that so you know hopefully it looks like you guys have it covered there I think we're getting there. I mean, I, I, I mean, I can, I can speak from experience a little bit. So for me, um, I didn't eat much, many diverse foods at all when I was younger, and that's not because of my parents didn't try. They, they totally did. I was just super, super stubborn about it. Um, oh no. So that's like you know, like we talked about a few episodes, right? Like uh, it took me until I was the age of like thirty-two to eat a banana. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> um. 
stuff like that that's absolutely bonkers. Um, but I think that's something that I recognize in myself. And I think that it's like, I, I think food diversity is a bit like, it's a bit like a trench. Uh, like the less that you have, the deeper and deeper you get in the trench in terms of diverse foods. And then the harder it is for you to get out and actually try something. So I'm hoping with my son, and to be fair, my wife is really good at this as well, that we have enough diversity that he's always kind of peeking over the head of the trench so that, you know, we're peeking his head out so that he can always try something new. That's kind of the hope. Um, we're, we're making a really concerted effort with that, and we've done that, like, the moment since he started weaning. Like, it's not always easy, right? Um, uh, but it, it's definitely a good thing to do if you can. And, you know... Terrible twos are just around the corner for me, right? So things might change. Who knows? Hey, but like I always say, if you're a dedicated, you know, parent, they would not be that terrible. I don't remember my son being that terrible too. Actually, he was mm. actually, he still is like so fun to be. Like, um, I was just deep, like deep in a wormhole of my weird, you know, brain that one day I started thinking that because my son is so happy-go-lucky guy and makes fun of everything that is going to, that I just and this is something that I hope my brain will never do but I just get into deep stupid you know mental issues that I felt that I was like oh my god if he something ever happens to him we're going to know so so quickly because you know when they say that something happens to you you change so yeah. I was like, because he's such a lucky guy that I feel mm. that if something ever happens to him, knock on wood and please never happen. I'm trying to be a, the best parent and the best person ever just so karma doesn't bite me back or anything. I wish, I mean, you know, I would die if something happens to me. But you know what I mean? Like something at school or something, you will yeah, yeah. like tell that quick, you know? Yeah. So it's like one of those things that if you're, you know, a responsible, good parent, like I don't think the twos should be that bad. And then, you know, unless he goes nuts and starts asking for more biscuits and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, demand biscuits at two and four. That'll be his crazy stage. Um, oh, and you yeah, know what? Uh, it should be fine, man. That, that's what I hope. We just keep it an open mind. So you can do as a parent, right? One thing that I, I want to connect since we're talking about food and we're just coming out of the holidays. Uh, mm. It was a topic that it was brought up uh, by my family. And when I mean my family was my my girlfriend, uh, my brother, my sister-in-law, and myself, we were having, I guess, Christmas, uh, what do you call it, Christmas brunch, like, where, like, after the kids are just eight, and then uh, everybody's playing with their toys, we just mm -hmm. sit down on the table, and we're eating, just talking about yeah. it, uh, because, like, you know, in the Latino community, there's a lot of food traditions right like i don't know if you in the you're english right so you're you're yeah. you're you are an english culture and it's all about i don't know your traditions i don't know if you specifically eat uh rack of lambs for um christmas i don't know if you specifically eat like a, a leg of a, a boar you know what i mean like things that traditions come with you guys i i actually don't yeah. know the traditions but with us it's all about for example eating tamales right and the tamales that we share in our in our house because we had three technically cultures we have my girlfriend who's mexican which is my son's half my brother and i were guatemalans and my sister-in-law she's uh, salvadorian 
So we technically have three different tamales, right? And the reason I want to bring this up because it's not only about the tamales, it's about the culture, right? So we're mm. sharing three cultures into our kids because whether they like it or not, they we have three different cultures that we're trying to share the culture and pass along the, the, um, the activities that we do. Unfortunately, most of them, if not, maybe if we realize that that afternoon that none of the kids ate tamales, right? And then my sister-in-law pointed something out that she said, uh, pretty soon, nobody's going to be eating tamales at the household. Mm. And then meaning like the tradition will be gone. And then I brought up a point to her that I don't think it will happen because t the the boys, the two boys, uh, my nephews, uh, the older ones, uh, they really are into like, you know, American culture, you know, play video games, McDonald's and Chef Boyardee and whatever it is. And it will be hard for them to, they're already older, so it's hard for them to have this, this, uh, it's all about ketchup and stuff like that. So it's hard mm. for them to bring this tradition back where they, when they're older, they'll be like, okay, I'll eat at the mall, right? But there's hope because my niece, who she she is at the age of 11 she is she was she's being food raised meaning like most of the food that she eats is by my mom and mm. my mom has you know put her in a situation where she made a great job and gave her black beans gave her things that we do like uh caldo de pollo chicken soup or like stuff like that and then she likes that to the point that she wants to eat traditional foods that we have right so there's hope with her that maybe not right now she wants tamales but she has shown that she likes to eat chicken soup she likes to eat black beans and things that we do for christmas she likes them and she eats them i actually took her with my with my girlfriend and my son we went and got the tamales and we stopped at this watermelon place where we sat down and ate and she ate mm. all this different stuff that, you know, they're traditional Guatemalan foods. And she's 11, right? So I told her maybe it would be hard for them to follow traditions, but there's hope with her. And we're yeah. trying to bring that hope with my son, right? Because believe it or not, for an American kid that is raised by Latinos, for them to have that tradition of eating beans, it's not only eating beans, it's actually passing down a tradition of what your people eat, you know? It's yeah. like, believe it or not, food is tradition. So it's a good point that I wanted to make with food and holidays that hopefully the tradition continues, right? Even though my nephews, the older ones, it's pretty much a dead case. Unless they marry a super Guatemalan girl or super Mexican girl that because of her, they input that but they don't have the taste they don't have that palate that say oh i want yeah. tamales just like my brother my sister and my girlfriend and i do right uh but hopefully my niece brings it up you know and she passes down that tradition and hopefully my son does too right it's all about passing down or bringing down the tradition to other generations whether you're in the country they came from or not yeah i 100 percent agree i i think it's inevitable that culture permeates everything right and that includes food um i what i would say is 
you know, just because they don't have it when they're, you know, 10, 11 or whatever ages they are, um, that doesn't mean that they won't necessarily adopt it um, when they're older or even like, you know, when they become mums or dads or whatever. Um, like you can pick up traditions or re-pick up traditions again. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of scary when you think, that traditions like that are kind of fading out because they're such a cornerstone of Christmas, right? They're something that you look forward to. Um, like in the UK, it is, you know, you you get a big bird and you roast a big bird, uh, but some people don't do that. Some people do different things. And basically you have, you know, Brussels sprouts and a starter. It's the only time like in the year that you'll ever manufacture a starter to like, a, or a two or three course meal. Like that never happens in the UK anymore, really. Um, so yeah, I mean, our, our traditions is also steeped in law and they kind of, uh, a little bit i don't want to turn, use the term bastardized but they kind of they change over time like it's inevitable that they do um and you lose some of the the, the harder stuff um but yeah it's it's going to be interesting to see how that goes because like me and my wife i mean what did we do over christmas we went to you know we went to my in-laws to spend time because they knew how to do everything um and you know they're 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 in their twilight years so to speak so yeah, we, we're going to have to pick up that mantle at some point for sure. Yeah, at some point you're going to become that person, right? Like your son is going yeah. to grow up and, you know, unless he picks up like the mantle of cooking, which, you know, statistics say is like probably not, then, <laughs> you know, he will have to, you know, rely on your wife to or you since you're the chef. Uh, for him to come by and be like, oh, I want my dad and my mom to cook whatever you guys cook. I mean, do you have a thing that you always, uh, a food thing that you always think of for the holidays and you say, I got to go to my mom, not only just to say hi, but yeah. she's going to make this fucking good pie or something like that. <laughs> um, Not for the holidays, but I tell you what, I do have a... um. A thing for birthdays. So my mum does an amazing lasagna. So if there is, if I've got a birthday coming up, I will happily say to my mum, don't get me a present. Just make me a big fuck off lasagna. Uh, and she does that and that's amazing. Um, but yeah, we, I think we have to introduce those traditions in. I mean, I think with, um, with, uh, with our side, they're not really more like cultural traditions based on like our ethnicity. They're more just weird things that we've kind of picked up over the years, like the Griffiths family stuff, like um, uh, baking cakes and pasta. So that's like, we talked about that before on the podcast, but baking cakes are basically, all they are is a uh, mashed potato with tiny bits of bacon put into it with a uh, load of cheese covered in breadcrumb and then fried for like five minutes. Like, <laughs> They're, they're like, that's not a tradition, right? But if you talk to any member of my family, they'll be like, oh my God, bacon cakes and pasta is awesome. Um, and that... I've introduced that to like Nicola and Nicola's family as well. And they think it's awesome as well. So that, that, that's kind of like a different side, right? Well, it's like saying my, my, uh, sister-in-law is Salvadorian. We're one of and my girlfriend is, is, is Mexican. Because mm. we come to this country, right? But at the end of the, yeah. the, you know, by the IRS, we're American. But we're from different 
cultures. Same yeah. with what you just said. Even though you all are, you know, English, you are the English Griffith family that has a yeah. tradition. And, you know, hopefully your son will be like, hey, dad, I'm coming over for the holidays. Better make those fucking potatoes. <laughs> just the same way you do it for birthdays for, with your mom. Yeah, hey, does yeah. she does uh, 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 vegetarians? Let's see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tell her I'm coming. Yeah. <laughs> we still come over to the uk at some point dude uh but uh yeah i mean I, th I think it's things like that right like i think i think when you're uh when those traditions come from a, a place where you're not at currently right i think they always feel a little bit more under threat um so for example if i moved you know if i moved into over to america right i would probably be as English as I could with regards to traditions, because I think like I would feel like they're under threat. Um, Are you going to wake up at two in the morning and ask for biscuits? <laughs> exactly. That could be an answer, right? Or it could be like, uh, uh, I get jammy Dodgers imported. So jammy <laughs> Dodgers are a thing. Yeah. Don't worry about it. We'll, we'll, it's jammy Dodgers. They're a thing. Uh, all they are, right? So jammy Dodgers are uh, a layer of shortbread. So think of like, a uh, size of shortbread in your hand, right? This is going to be a great visual for the podcast. <laughs> um, uh, two pieces of shortbread, jam in the middle, and there's a little heart piece cut out of the top so they look like red hearts. Uh, so the, 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 the looks like a red heart on top of the two shortbread. And you bite into it, it's sweet biscuit with like jam in the middle. But they're called jammy dodgers. Why? No idea. Uh, it's probably a World War Two thing. I have no idea. Completely speculating. But okay, you know, tell, it'd be, it'd since, things like that that I'd want to protect, right? Since you don't remember shit, tell your wife to remind you next December to tell me to look for those. <laughs> this is such <laughs> a weird. So you have to tell today your wife to remind you to tell me about Jamie Judge. Jammy Dodgers. Jammy Dodgers. So yep. I could look for them during the holidays so we could have them. So you can get them all year round in the UK. Uh, and they're not necessarily a holiday food, but they're like they're like an example of something that is stupidly British for no apparent reason whatsoever. Um, so they might do them in other countries. I don't know. But yeah, they're cool. If if I if I come over to see you, Jose, I'll definitely bring you some. Uh, they're cool. Well, the let's see. I'm going to Guatemala this year. Not that anybody needs to know. Uh, uh, so that's going to be done. I wanted to go see Messi before he's too old or moves. So I need to go to mm. Barcelona, even though I really don't want to go to Spain because let's just say Spain people, they still think they owe us. Uh, but anyways, uh, but I need to go to Spain. I have somebody that lives in, um, in Vigo and he works for Celta the soccer team i know wow that fool just he's a Guatemala. he's a cousin of mine from guatemala he decided to go finish his school in vigo in in spain i don't know how i still need to find out and he got an internship with uh, uh celta the celta celta vigo yeah in in spain yeah. and the soccer team and uh the football team and now he works for them so that fool yeah i know yeah he was it was funny because he was such a If you're in Guatemala, you're either a Barcelona or Real Madrid fan, right? It's probably yeah. your top two uh, football teams, soccer teams in, in history for you. 
Same yeah. as me. So he was a huge Barcelona fan, right? He actually went to Spain and visited, went back to Guatemala. And now he's all like, Celta here, Celta there. And I'm like, all right, man. Not because you work there and they pay your bills. Doesn't mean you had to like forget totally about Barcelona. But uh, yeah, so I'm, I need to go see Messi before he uh, either a little too old or, you know, and, and then I had to go see you. I don't know what's yeah. the airplane from Barcelona to... I think it'd be Barcelona to Gatwick, be like Gatwick. Is three that hours, London Gatwick or London Heathrow. No, probably more. Probably more like five hours, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, definitely give me a heads up, man. We'll, we'll sort it out. I'll take you to a proper football game. You don't want to go to that stupid Spanish stuff. You want to go to like a Division Two <laughs> match between like Portsmouth versus Gillingham. That's where you want to go. You want to see some real football. Um, or I could even take you to a local game. That'd and then, cool. uh, and the joke will be for everybody listening to uh, in England, most of your family, friends, and acquaintances. You guys had to make up a game when I go there. <laughs> that every time I say the word Portsmouth and I fuck it up, you guys take a shot Where, wherever you are. Or, you know, so like, let's say I'll say I'm going to Portsmouth and then you guys take a shot. We're gonna teach you how to say it properly one of these days, man. But I, I, we'll, we'll get there. It's funnier to to not fix it. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but are you ready? Hey, are you ready for this? Are you hanging on the edge of your seat? I need a break. Are you ready? Hey, are you ready for this? Are you hanging on the edge of your seat? I need a break. Are you ready? Hey, are you ready for this? Are you hanging on the edge of your seat? I need a break. Out of the doorway, the bullets rip. Repeat to the sound of the beat. We have a little segment called. Andy's jokes and the way it works is that Andy tells us a joke it could be a good joke or a bad joke and you could be part of Andy's jokes by sending us an email hello at josedelarroca.com hello at josedelarroca.com and Andy will tell you a joke and it's up to you to tell whether it's a good joke or a bad joke. And you could be a sponsor of Andy's jokes. Send us an email. Hello a Jose de la Roca dot com. And now, here's Andy. With Andy's jokes. Take it away, Andy. <clears throat> so it's a new year. New jokes. Uh, so I, I thought of this one. But I needed to Americanize it because <laughs> because it used terminology that I was like, I don't think Jose's going to know what that is. So uh, I, I've changed it a little bit. But I, I think it's one that you may, I think it's quite a common one. Okay. Anyway. A jumper cable walks into a bar. Bartender says, I'll serve you, but don't start anything. Right? <laughs> That's the joke. <laughs> I thought you were going to ask a question, and I'm like, I, I was thinking, start, start, has to do with start. <laughs> so originally I had an ignition button because I was looking at my car. That doesn't make any sense. An ignition button walked into a bar, but a jumper cable's better. I think the jumper's just a... Anyway, it's it's a it's a cool joke. You it's dumb a... it well enough for me. Don't worry about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. 
It's one of the better ones. So we're going to try and do originals now. That's that's the thing. That's the New Year's resolution for this. So some of these might be rubbish. Some of them might be amazing. Who knows? Uh, Wait, you actually did that original. one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> You're learning, yeah. my, my son. You're learning. <laughs> I'm taking my inspiration from you, my friend. Uh... Yeah, you're doing new stuff. I need to do new stuff too. I need to raise my game. So yeah. Since we're in the joke segment, I start. I wanted to start doing a uh, stand-up again, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then I'll tell you guys a joke that I've been working on. So I'm going to start my routine by saying my name, right? And I'll be like, hey, everybody. My name is Jose, Jose de la Roca. And I just want to work with you guys. I want you guys to hear this joke I've been working on. It's a very simple uh, joke. And of course, they could see me just to put that content out there. <laughs> My name is Jose Jose de Roca. And when I, uh, I want to share a joke that I've been working on with you guys. What do you call a tall midget? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what do you call a tall midget. Jose, Jose de la Roca. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be part of Andy's jokes, you can send us an email at hello at josedelarroca.com. Hello at josedelarroca.com. We're still looking for a sponsor for Andy's jokes. And if you want to be a sponsor for Andy to keep telling those amazing, cool jokes, send us a message. Hello at josedelarroca.com. And talking about sponsors... Go say hi to our friends at Doggy Dogs. Get your dogs groomed and lock those prices. You can send them an email, doggydogs at yahoo.com. That is D-O-G-G-I-L-O-C-K at yahoo.com or doggydogs.co.uk. And if you live in the parts of... Portsmouth, Havant, Fareham, Porchester, uh, Hampshire in general, and you have a dog that is unkempt for whatever reason don't worry we don't judge uh send my uh my 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 colleague my sister uh, an email she will absolutely groom your dog so it looks spick and span and ready for whatever gala you're taking us to what is it that she posts on her uh instagram page doggy locks instagram doggy locks um she adopted a new dog she, she did she, she adopted a Chocolate cockapoo? Is that right? <laughs> Why make that up? I don't know. <laughs> I think that's a thing. Yeah, it's a dog. <laughs> it's got four legs and everything. Uh, yeah, I think it's that. I think that's what it's called. Um, yeah, it's sister, teeny tiny, but it's very cute. Um, your sister adopted if you like a chocolate of, poo. Of dogs, a, cho a chocolate cockapoo. I think all cockapoos are chocolate. I have no idea. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, if, if you get called that on a Friday night out, I mean... It's probably not a bad thing, right? Uh, but, yeah, uh, if you like dogs, follow her on Instagram. She's got loads of that uh, all the time. Um, yeah. So, uh, you got to tell her good. to follow me on Instagram. <laughs> she's, <laughs> I think she's like you. She doesn't check Instagram much. I think English people don't check Instagram much. I think we just put stuff out there, and then that's it. <laughs> like, we, don't, we don't want people to interact with us. Just like, hey, go. have that. Uh, yeah. No, I'll, I'll, I'll mention it to her. I'm pretty sure... I've, pretty sure she likes stuff and does stuff um she's in uh, she's uh 
uh, interacting with, um, she's doing Facebook marketing now and things like that. So uh, yeah, but Dogalox is doing really well. Um, she's basically, she's got like a, a, a like a cabin uh, kind of capsule thing uh, where dogs are groomed one-to-one. So you won't be sharing the, the capsule with any other dogs. Um, so she gets loads of dogs that are like shy uh and uh, have anxiety and she uh makes them pretty again so yeah oh. so she's doing god's work man you spoke my language i think i'm gonna go see her <laughs> when i go to visit you because i have anxiety i have ocd and i need to look prettier especially Dude. this beard that pretty soon you guys will know more about <laughs> before you go you go i'm staying before we go, uh, you want to say anything where people could find you? Uh, yes, you can find me at Gaming Goodness uh, on Twitter, which is uh, G A M I N G G O O D N E S S. Uh, hit me up if you got any feedback or whatever. Uh, we always like hearing feedback. Uh, and also, I just wanted to give a shout out to uh, my wife, who's currently away at the moment. Uh, and my friend Chris, who has just come out uh, of hospital, uh, get well soon, Chris. I will see you soon. Oh, I thought you were gonna say he just came out. I was gonna say yes. <laughs> I'll see him at, you know, Gay Pride, UK. Bye too. Bye too. Shoutouts to no, your he's, wife. A- uh, Shoutouts to um, uh, your friend. What's his name? Uh, Chris. And before I forget. <laughs> just hit myself. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. And this are on. Happy birthday to you. Did the cat just meow? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's badass. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I don't, if we don't uh, record before your son turns two, we want to say that he has an amazing dad, has an amazing family, has an amazing mom, and has an amazing Guatemalan friend all the way in the United States. <laughs> yep. Hopefully, Amen my son gets to play with him once. They're probably going to be the same height. <laughs> <laughs> probably your son's going to be taller than mine. <laughs> Before I leave, because Andy already left, I'm still talking, I guess. No, he's still there. Uh, I hit my hand. <laughs> my hand. I'm trying to cut something out. You guys could follow me at Mr. Jose de la Roca, at Mr. Jose de la Roca. And guys, I only need like 15 more YouTube subscribers. 15 more. And I'm going to be able to stop saying that I need subscribers because all I want to do is change the name of my youtube channel so i could market myself more and hopefully you listen to the whole show because as you heard we do more and more even when we start playing the song and you think we're done but we're not like right now you see we're not done yet now we're done all right bye (laughs) that was weird